0: Our people is, is is in need of this, this dope shit that we provide. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a not a religious believer, the creator, the most high. You know what I mean? And yep. I feel like we all are a vessel. We've all been sent here to carry out a mission. And whatever it is you see fit in your dream and your visions at night, nigga, that's that's the mission you gotta carry out. So I'm just uh making history, you know what I'm saying?
1: And we don't take the time to know what it is to sing, to know how to get close to the mic again, but to get something, and singing doesn't make it happen, or maybe... Welcome to another episode of Tune the Fork. I have with me content creator, dope interviewer, Curator of urban art, life, sports, everything under one. And also creator of Forgotten Kings 1.0 and 2.0. Sensei Rip. What's up, brother? What's going on, King? Good man. I uh <laughs> <laughs> sound
0: about right. Sound about right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Did, did I leave something out? No, you yeah, you did a hell of a little okay. man. Shit, sure, you you let me know some shit about myself. You was know <laughs> like, hold on, yeah. I didn't know I curated. You know what <laughs> man? Sure, nah, I mean? Shit,
0: no, but it's a pleasure being on the platform. Thank you for having me on. Man,
1: bro. I'm glad you're here, bro. Um, I learned about you. Mm. Let me take a step back. I was always watching your joint <laughs> just staying tapped in with what's going on. You know, you look for something, you hear about something that's going on in the community, and then I would just see something and I would click it and then I would hear that which is dope by the way, I got questions about it. Right. But um and then I would see the logo, Forgotten Kings 2.0 logo, and then I'd be like, Oh, okay, and I didn't really I never saw your face mm-hmm. in the stuff that I was looking at. And then I started to interview Deborah Bond. I was preparing for that interview. Mm-hmm. And it saw. I looked at a bunch of interviews. Yours was the one. It was the longest, number mm-hmm. one. And it was the most informative. Um, and shouted you out on the joint that I did, man. So thank you for that, bro. I'm glad you, you uh, put yourself in a position to be seen, to let a brother connect with you.
0: Nah, real shit. Listen, man, shout out to the boy um, for her to come on the platform. You know, been a fan of her for years, you know what I'm saying, growing up listening to her music. So, you know, the part about being in the space of doing interviews that's dope is, like, you're a fan. Yeah. You're invested, you know what I mean, on their journey. So yeah. it's different from a person that just has no knowledge of the music, the journey. Mm-hmm. So when I have certain guests that I'm invested in, grew up listening to, oh, yeah, we're we going to get down to it because... We always formulate these questions when we are listening, when we are consuming what we never know. Yep. And to know that with that interview, the air never failed me. You know what I mean? Even when I just followed the music.
1: Mm -hmm. She's like,
0: oh, no, that was, yeah, that was exactly what it was. So it was just dope, man. It was dope altogether.
1: Now, that was one of the longest interviews I think I saw you... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you got on that joint, right? That, that's But that's what I mean about when you invested, it just felt like a normal conversation. You know what I mean? And shout out to her for even just having the time to yeah. do that and give me the whole spill because I think even herself, she realized, like, okay, we're going to talk about all this.
1: You went there. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, all the way
1: through. And so hopefully my full... Interview of hers is gonna be dropping tomorrow. Okay. And yeah. I've directed folks to to check yours out. And I'm gonna make sure that I um put a link to your joint down in the description of that as well, man. Cause we didn't really go much into like her to the to the music stuff the way that you did. But mm-hmm. like for a fan, bro, they, they definitely gotta tap in if they wanna if they wanna know more about that. No, I appreciate that real. For sure, man. Um I reached out to you after that interview and was like, right, yo. Right. I didn't know you was in Baltimore, bro. I didn't even <laughs> know you was you. So I asked you to come on. Mm-hmm. You agreed. You're here, man. Um, we're doing this content creation stuff, right?
0: Mm-hmm. At least that's what they're calling it these days, right?
1: What, what Do you call it something different?
0: I mean, essentially, I'm doing things that I've always done my whole life. You know what I mean? Okay. Whether it's uh, being on the aspect of just uh, digesting content, whether it's the music, you know, we just uh, changing in a different world now. Okay. I mean? So,
1: um, when did you start posting on YouTube? What year?
0: Uh, I want to say somewhere between 2018. 2019, I mean, I always always had a channel, but to be like consistently doing it, somewhere around like uh, 2018, 2019.
1: And you're from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the YouTube posting mm-hmm. and creating content for that, what was like Baltimore life like for Rip growing up? And what were you doing at that time to kind of, like, prepare you to dovetail into what you're doing now?
0: To be honest with you, like, um, I was just an observer. I soaked in a lot, you know what I mean? I had younger siblings that came in later, but just growing up in the 90s, you know, before uh, the internet and things going viral, you could just, like, go outside and... You seeing all this shit happening, you mm. know what I mean? Drug deals, you see the things, you know what I mean? You exposed to real life. That is as, as form. And um, parents worked a lot, you know what I mean? It took, my dad worked a lot to, you know, make sure he took care of everything. So that leaves you in the community exposed to certain things and lifestyles. Well now you trying to figure it out, you know yeah. what I mean, as a young man. Um, but my relationship with hip hop, you know what I'm saying? My father uh, at a young age having those shoeboxes of uh, cassette tapes and him being at work and me just being young and curious looking through these, these tapes and looking at you know uh, the, the thriller the Mike Jackson cassette mm-hmm. tape or KRS, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Criminal minded, you're saying all of this shit at a young age um, being uh, impressed by it, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Very impressionable about the whole culture and everything about it so it just became a way of life, and even as I became a young man, you know what I'm saying. The music changed, the culture changed. You know what I mean. Now it's my time um, playing sports. It's just a way of life. You know, the only thing that changed was the internet.
1: Would you? Uh, what sport you play?
0: Basketball. Okay.
1: Yeah, I went
0: to Digital Harbor, class 09. Shout out to uh, y'all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, what area of Baltimore? I know Baltimore got they got their areas, and they yeah, they yeah. for real for real about it.
0: No, South Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: Um. To do this, you gotta be a hustler, a grinder. Mm-hmm. Is that something you've always been? Um, in the sense of
0: just having a work ethic, right? Yeah. I um, mean, understanding that you know we had people that come in our life that just let you know, like, listen, it's cool when we're young, you know, what do you want to be? But when you get old and you start to realize, like, you're gonna have to work hard to acquire the things that you see that you want in your life. So once I understood that work ethic is required, regardless if you're working a nine to five or you're chasing your dreams, you're going to have to have a crazy work ethic in order to get to that next level, you know what I mean?
1: What was it about uh, YouTube and the idea of, of what that offered that made you curious enough to go look a little bit more?
0: I think it was just a, a platform, something that was organic enough to as though, again, we are using these platforms, been using these platforms for the longest. Um, I just found a way to make money from it. Okay. Right? Try to turn a negative to a positive. Because again, before you would just work, come home, right? Find content, eat, go to bed, wake up, start your next day. You know what I mean? For me. I'm already in the space of, you know, hip-hop content, commentary, interviews, things of that nature. Uh, I have the ability to articulate how I see fit, you know what I mean, how I view the world from my perspective. So it was a perfect opportunity to create a platform that is a mirror reflection of you and in, in how you see of the world, you know what I mean?
1: What was hard, uh, not hard, but mm-hmm. what was it like when you first got started? I mean, I'm I'm two years in, and that first year, I felt, was just a fumble, bro. So, you know, what was it like for you?
0: Uh, I was working two jobs, about two part-time jobs. Um, so, again, it was just me just being curious. You know what I mean? You fail. we fail all the time, right? But the lesson that you learn from it. Um, in the beginning, it was a little bumpy along the way, but I didn't really have a lot of expectations. You know what I mean? I didn't go in it like, uh, you know, I'm looking to reap the, the financial benefits from it and things of that nature. And it was just like my own little uh, Ruby's Cube, if you will. Mm. You know what I mean? And just trying to formulate and figure out. Because, again, you got so many people. Shout out to the many content creators yeah. um, that, you know, laid the foundation. MREC TV, Gully TV. You had so many people in these spaces that looked just like us that we watched that made me feel comfortable. So, eventually... Um, you say, you know what, I think I can do this. You know
1: what I mean? Were you nervous when you first started putting yourself out there? Hell yeah, I'm still in there. Because you know the world's crazy, you know what I mean? You don't know
0: how um, people going to perceive you. Yeah. Even now in my city, I got people that kind of, hey, Forgotten Kings, I see you, boy. And, you know, coming from where we come from, you don't know what that could be, that type of energy. Yeah. So it, might, it may be standoffish, but yeah. hell yeah, definitely in the beginning.
1: How'd you come up with the name Forgotten Kings, bro? Mm,
0: forgotten Kings TV. And it's funny because I post a lot of hip-hop um, pictures on my community tab, so shout-out to the people that tapped in for that, right? Um, but because a lot of people always ask. Like, I post a picture of uh, Biggie or something. Hey, he not a Forgotten King, Why? Right? What is that, right? Forgotten Kings TV is, is basically... Um, it's me embodying like all the people that I felt like didn't get their just there, right? The people that came in my life, in my journey, that's no longer here, but they're still here because I'm still here. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this this platform that I formed back in like 2014. Um, and it was just it's just a platform like I just wanted to give a voice to the voiceless, you know what I'm saying? To those who never really got to that point. Well, now, you know, I had the platform to do that. You know what I mean? So that's really what Forgotten Kings TV is all about. You
1: know? I never would have known that. And I, I just learned about the community page. yesterday, today, Sunday, Friday, bro. So if you look at my joint, <laughs> I just posted and I was preparing, I was posting stuff for the Deborah joint and I was like, oh, now I'm watching the video. They mm-hmm. talking about these new features that they just uh, opened up for young. But uh, small mm-hmm. pages, and they were like community pages, one of them. And I was like, oh, shit, two days ago, shout out to community pages. <laughs> but um, so you've got 2.0 at the end of your joint. Mm-hmm. What was 1.0? 1.0 was
0: that uh, that period you were talking about, that fumble, that, <laughs> that, that little period you go through, your trial and error. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, I was just trying to figure it out. Like I said, man, I had a lot of curiosity, unanswered questions. Um, I wasn't scared to learn it because I've been on YouTube since the beginning, just about, right, since 2005. So you've seen errors. You've seen generations come and go. Um, I I didn't think I was the person that would be a typical content creator that you see on YouTube or these platforms today, like, hi, my name is such and such. And that that was not my style. But I'm in the culture enough to know um, what's going on right? Essentially how it was back in the day we was growing up. We knew what was going on in the streets. We was happening. So I said the internet just changed it, right? the internet became essentially what that is, right? Um, But in the beginning, I just figured out, you know, posting content, giving commentary. Um, I was doing a lot of the streams of the Versus. Like one of the first Versus live streams we was watching was uh, the Jeezy versus Gucci. Mm And man, the the amount of um, support, so many people was tuned in to mm. the stream, that it just changed like my whole mind. It just like how uh,
1: effective like technology is, man. Like, is that when you had a big? Cause I was looking at some of your stuff, bro, and you had a spike mm. in 2020, I think. If I was looking um, of
0: subscribers man see around that in, that in that aspect it was just a lot of content going on at that time. okay, you know what I mean okay diverse content you had uh, people Kwame Brown you had a lot of content that was just viral at the moment and it just so happens I understood how to post content that people you know high demand that people are looking for because essentially all these platforms have an audience, a demographic. You know Mm. what I mean? And all of them aren't connected. You know what I mean? Just because it's 100 million that may be active on this app don't mean that the same 100 million or a few million is going to be on YouTube the next day. You know what I mean? So
1: So from a cultural standpoint, Mm -hmm. because I'm a little bit older, Mm -hmm. when I look out and see what some of the stuff, what our culture is representing, I'm not always... Happy about that, mm-hmm. and as a as a as a younger person who's a little bit more tapped in on more of a per, more than a peripheral level, like I am, like what what am I missing? Um, am I missing anything? Do you feel the same way? Like, do you, how how do you feel the shit is going?
0: Listen, man, it's no coincidence. You know, it's uh. Play a difference in like the eras in which we grew up in you know what I mean versus the world we're in today um, and I am conflicted at times because I'm in the space of media um, where we have the ability to put things out there and people don't have the accountability you know what I mean you could just put a title up put a video up just for the money sake you know what I mean the virality aspect of it and it's the same way with hip hop now you know, you got these labels that spend a lot of money promoting a certain uh, type of artist, mm-hmm. right? because again, hip hop, man, it's it's so many forms, you know. And I kind of feel bad for some of the youngest, because they might not be exposed to that great yeah. hip hop shit that we was grew, you know, that we grew up to. Yeah. That we was exposed to.
1: That's on their parents, though.
0: Like, hey, but even then, when your parents at work. You know what I mean? You look at society. You know, I mean, I'm one of the people that, yeah, we, we have a responsibility to society. But shit, so does society to its
1: people. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when
0: you look out into the world today and you see the schools going through what they're going through. Yeah. What message does that send to the world? You know what yeah. I mean? When you got athletes making hundreds of millions of dollars and it ain't no you know slight to them. I'm just using that as an example. But Right. All the essential people that, you know, are part of, uh, you know, grooming our children for tomorrow. That's a part of the fabric of what we call, you know, life today that we're living in. Like, they always get, you know what I'm saying, slighted or not they just due.
1: But the beautiful part about your growing up, though, is, and you said it in your joint, your daddy had a shoebox. Mm. And that motherfucker, it was K.R. It was, it was, the parents were consuming the content that even, that, 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 that put you in close proximity to even touch it. Mm-hmm. I think when, um, what really came into place that changed the game for me, I think was like these personal listening devices, bro. Cause like when we was growing up, when you were in the car, you didn't have headphones. You had to listen to what your mother was listening to. If it was, A radio in the house, it was just one, and that motherfucker was in the living room. And you know, when you played music while you cleaned up in the morning, my mama threw on Anita Baker. She would do all of that (laughs) kind of stuff. It's just, that's just what you had to listen to. And then after a while, you'd be like, damn, I like this. My mother used to play Dolly Parton (laughs) and Kenny Rogers, bro. Mm -hmm. I rock with them to this day. They got bangers. I, but I had to listen, I had to listen to them. But now, you know, when iPods came out, kid get in the car. The parent could be playing good music, but the kid got their headphones on, yeah. living in their own world, digesting their own version of it, and and are completely disconnected. And I I, I, I think the, the 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 iPod or the fucking personal listening shit is what really, I think, contributed to changing it because we, now, like when I have a godson, I'm like, nope, you're going to listen to what I'm listening to, and I'm going to listen to what you live, We're going to consume... Together. Together and talk about what we, it can't be just go put your headphones on, but that's what most motherfuckers is doing nowadays. That's
0: the world. I mean, even the industry, right? Not selling records as it once used to. Everything is very stream based. And I think partly because of how everything is saturated, it's not majority radio or majority, you know, we got so many different outlets and avenues now that there's so many different cult followings that exists, you know what I mean? People out here that's viral, you know, all the fly shit that we call them today, you wouldn't even know. You know know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just a testament to the new world that we in today, man, that's all. You got 174,000 subscribers on YouTube? We pushing, man, we almost at 75. We pushing, man, yes sir, 175, man.
1: What's that road been like, bro? I think I'm sitting at around 335? It's a curse, man,
0: because uh, once you get that first plaque, it's like, what do you do? You're never satisfied with silver, you know? You want to do it, you want to do it right. Yeah. Um, but also realizing that, you know, that isn't just the scale of my own, like, validation. It's, it's good to know that in this space, people recognize the hard work, you know what I mean, no matter where you are. But, you know, the shit is bigger than the platform in itself and how I see my vision in the next five, ten years, you know?
1: What's your what's your why in it, bro? The mm. Why?
0: Um, ooh, it feel like one of the last of the Mohicans. You know, we, people call this shit like the end of the you know days, the last times. Mm. You know what I mean, I, I'm always uh, critical of shit we see in the culture. To the point where the so motherfuckers like, all right, Sharif, we don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: So it's like... Dope reference, by the way.
0: But that's how it feels. You know what I mean? It could be motherfuckers in your family. You know, oh, here you go with that bush. And it's like, yo, we need more of that.
1: Yeah. We don't have
0: enough of it. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers get participation awards and all this shit. But bro, this shit, this is life. The fact that we here having this conversation is a blessing. Yeah. The fact that you have a platform like this, this dope, it's a blessing, you know what I mean? This shit, this world that we live in, man, it's like people make it complicated. Um, but for the most part, man, my why is the fact that our people is 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 in need of this this dope shit that we provide. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a not religious believer, of the Creator, the Most High. You know what I mean? And yep. I feel like we all are a vessel. We've all been sent here to carry out a mission. And whatever it is you see fit in your dream and your visions at night, nigga, that's that's the mission you gotta carry out. So I'm just uh, making history. You know what I'm saying? I like that. That's my why. <laughs> to
1: make history.
0: We had Temple Riley. You know yeah. what I mean? And what they, depending on what you do in your life, it's gonna be talked about
1: forever. You, um, I watched your Godfrey
0: <laughs> interview
1: and you had a snippet in the beginning of the Godfrey interview where you were talking about and I don't, I'm I'm going to paraphrase, bro. Mm-hmm. So forgive me. How you were going through some stuff and you were like you felt like people were asking where you had been and that you were just really working on the back ends of trying to, you know, get stuff going. What I interpreted your that 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 part of the video as is Man, look, it's fucking life, bro. Like, (laughs) it's just all this shit here, what I'm doing on there. There's a lot of stuff on the back end that I gotta tweak and turn to make make it so that I can even show up enthused or, you know, just wanna turn on the camera or what the fuck ever. Mm -hmm. And it made me, it really hit for me because two things you shared that that was a part of where you were at that moment and didn't try to just act like, you know, like you were you were acknowledging like an elephant in the room, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And to be like, hey, look, yeah, this is what I'm doing, this is what I've been doing, this is why I've been now, but hey, here's this thing. To have 100, to go on 175,000 subscribers and to be doing this for as long as you have, how are you managing, bro, all of the life shit? with the need to still create content. I think people don't understand just what the fuck that means, (laughs) like in the amount of time we spend. Mm -hmm. If you post something for six minutes, bro, it's gotta be hours or something that you probably did just to even be able to post that six minutes to some degree. Yeah. How are you managing all of that shit, man, to stay so consistent, to keep your shit growing? Uh,
0: Exercise, right, fucking diets, you know, all the things that is important in order to be able to perform at those levels. Um, Me personally, man, just staying the self, meditating, um, constantly just trying to work out whatever your version of exercising is, you know what I mean? Taking a break giving yourself that mental break throughout the day so that way um, you're more prepared. Because, again, you know, you dictate your limits and limitations. So if you, you know, don't police yourself or, you know what I mean, do things in moderations, you will become consumed. And that's when that depression kicks in and all of those things that, you know, affect people. It it does become a challenge because I'm just me. You know what I mean? I don't have that team yet working hard. Um, working with um, a collective of other great dope content creators, but in this space, man, it's like a one man army, King. And um, that's a great question to ask. You know what I mean? And like I said, it's just that scale, that balance of just making sure everything is on
1: point. You know? Have you? Has there ever been a time in your process where you've had to step back for more time than you than you would have liked to? Um, see, that's
0: the thing, you know, in, in, a, in a weird way, we tend to use our work as a, like, way to kind of distract ourselves from what's going on in the real world, right? It could be therapeutic, and at times that's what the platform is to me. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Shit could be a little hard out there in, in the real world, so I'm going to just tap in and just focus on the content, focus on the work, what's going on at hand, and... Um, that's the beauty of what we talked about off camera about those dark moments and things like that and what you create from those moments. Yeah, because you don't necessarily think you just do. Yeah, right? and then when you have that moment, if you have the ability to look back and say, "Oh shit, this is what I did." Yeah, and that's kind of how it turned out. You
1: know what I mean? So you, your, your, your platform, I feel like is broken up into a couple of different segments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. One is sort of like reaction-type stuff to commentary, a degree, yeah. commentary. Mm-hmm. And the other is is interviews. Mm-hmm. What do you prefer m- more?
0: See, that's the funny thing about it. You know, I didn't want to be boxed into a certain lane or a certain sector because that's just not how my mind works. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just a man that wears many capes, many abilities. Okay. I mean, I can conduct interviews. I can do commentary on trending topics, um, I could be an anchor for news, nightly news, you know what I mean, <laughs> like, you know how we do, it, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like, it's either we're going to show up to perform or we're going to figure it out, you know what I mean, and my platform is just a version of just how I see my, my universe and how I live it, you know what I mean, eventually when it gets to the website, you know, I would love to have diverse content, you know, sometimes you get tired of hearing yourself all the damn time, you get tired of hearing yourself talk, so you got to stay sharp. I mean, you got to have other great, dope, talented people around you to keep you on your game, you
1: know? How has it been stretching out, man, and connecting with other um, people's platforms and shit?
0: Uh, listen, man, I'm blessed. Like, shout-out to Godfrey. Shout-out to Roy Wood Jr. Shout-out to Deborah and Sling um, Johnson and many people that came on the platform because to me it was funny like I, I had seen um godfrey the first time in the beginning of covid because at that time you couldn't go nowhere yeah you right you had to have the card i, I had not had a card i wasn't doing all that so at least in these comedy spaces you ain't need all that so i would show up mm. and um eight months later i'm coming to see godfrey again i got my youtube channel so before i get in the venue I had this conversation with myself, like, shit, well, you know, if things go right tonight, who knows, maybe you can get an interview with him. I didn't go in there expecting that. This yeah. is how you know God is real. You know what I'm saying? The shit that you say, you, know, you can manifest that shit. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the night, it was just me and him. Like, literally. You know, and I'm not expecting Godfrey to be like, uh, you know, yeah, let's do the interview or whatever. At first, he's like, hey, if you got a crew or whatever, we can do it, come back tomorrow. And I know he's like, well, fuck, let's do it right now. Come on, let's do it right now. Man, come on, man. Somebody, uh, that stature, that magnitude, you got a platform on the up and up. You're going to try to create reasons why you can't get, the, or you going to get, I just bought my other phone. I said, shit, they got portrait mode. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got portrait Let's get it done. And that whole experience is what exposed me to, like, the reality of, like, yo, you can do whatever you want to do. So... Because of that, in that lesson, I had already prepped myself to say, you know what, I think I want to start doing interviews and interviewing some of the people that pretty much had an um, impact on my life growing up. You know what I'm saying? Just, we in that space now. You know what I mean, COVID, a lot of people were at home, yeah. You know, looking for content to digest. You got Zoom, you got all these platforms now. It's on you, you know what I mean? Like back then you need a lot of money, a lot of equipment to get shit done. No, no, I mean, it's it's A you. phone
1: and, 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 and the motherfucking heart to do it. And that was one of the things I liked about it. I was like, hold on. It's, for one, dog, I think it showed that you were at least, you were curious enough about him to have already known enough to, to, to have a series of questions even lined up to make a yeah. connection. Mm-hmm. And it just felt real organic. And I was, because when I saw you do it, I was like, would I have done that? I would have been nervous as a motherfucker. I, I wouldn't have thought about the questions. And it was just like, you just went with it, bro. And you flow with it. And I, that, was, that was the dopest, aside from the interview itself being dope, the fact that it was so impromptu like that was was ill as shit.
0: Listen, I was nervous. You know what I'm saying? My man was in there busting down. Eating some yeah, he food. was. Yeah, he you was. You know what I mean? But he's such a humble person. Good yeah, he dude. seemed like a good, good dude. Because <laughs> even after the interview, we kicked it for like another hour, man. We was watching boxing highlights. He loved boxing. He loved Wu-Tang. We were just chopping it up, you know what I mean? Like any man would. But the fact that he gave me the opportunity, you know what I mean? I don't know what it meant to him, but to me, shit, it meant a lot. Yeah. Life. You know what I mean? The same thing with Roy Wood Jr. You know, I went to the comedy show. Um, a lot of the openers, shout out to Connery uh, Creek from from Baltimore, you know what I mean, a dope comedian. There's a lot of openers that came there before Roy Wood came out. And okay. um, I missed my opportunity to connect with Roy, but even though we kind of like spoke passing, it was weird, but after the show, I wound up DMing him on Instagram and he hit me back. He was like, you know what? I think I can get you about 30 minutes. It was by far the most professional exchange. Like, the next day, the manager hits me up. Hey, he got this, that, the third, the day of the interview, they're calling me. Perfect. did he answer? Did he answer? Point is, like, you know, in order for you to uh, accomplish the things you see fit in your life, you're going to have to put in the work. You know what I mean? The universe will do the rest. But you're going to have to deliver your part. You know what I mean? Because most of the time, I would have went in there Enjoyed the show and went on about my business. You know what I mean? But this time I just I just acted on it. And it, and it, and it went through.
1: So. I'm so, uh, it, so I'm in sales in like my my professional life, like outside of this shit. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm so okay with rejection in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's just a part of what I do. But like, it's something about like doing this shit. So if I was like, hey man, you wanna come on tune the fork? Nigga, I am nervous for a motherfucker to say no about that. I don't know why. I'd rather ask you for a million dollars and you say no than to ask you to come on the platform and you say no. So I've, I'm, I've, I've been stretching. I've been leaning into the discomfort of asking people mm-hmm. to come on more because I do want to start broadening that. Um because this is what it is but are you are you have you been nervous to like invite people on like what what's your relationship like to reaching out to folks
0: see you know where we come from we get rejection all the damn time so I don't really get into that. You know, I've, I've, people don't turn down. People don't, um, you know, want to charge me for interviews. No uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It comes with the territory. You know what I'm saying? I've had I didn't people, know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Time is money. Certain people, they will. They would. You know what I mean? Depending on who the comedian is or the celeb or the entertainer. That's how it is. An artist. Um, and that's why I said I'm forever grateful for those who did come on the platform. Mm. Because you know it was genuine. You know what I mean? They didn't have to do it, and they did it, even Deborah, you know what I mean? Two hours, he didn't have to do that, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like,
1: yeah,
0: That's forever grateful for that, you know what I'm saying? But that's the part of the game, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it is an um, a art to it, because it's hard when you got technology that's in between, I mean, like what we doing right now, you can kind of feel the energy and say, okay, this brother genuine, well, he good. Yeah, yeah. But when that technology is in between y'all, it's hard um, trying to see if sometimes it could be the assistant that you're reaching out to. Sometimes it could be somebody from the entourage. You'll never know.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: So that's the good thing about being in the, the the field that we in is like we get to see them. We go to the shows, we go to the events. You know, what I mean, we have those one-on-one interactions, but. If you get into a space where you just constantly like reaching out over line and um, you might get lost, you might get unread, you know what I mean? Yeah. Situations where just you don't get any response.
1: You do that shit well, dude, because I I don't connect online Mm -hmm. and you do a really good, especially with that spacing, like the delay and all of that and talking over people, I've all like in my personal professional life I've, I I struggled with that, that that Zoom shit where people talk over sometimes but like you it's a natural thing I think I see you doing
0: See that shit. I, I had um see that was season 2 of Conversations with Rip right that's the name of the series um season 1 was uh, which is not available right now eventually I'm going to put them back up but it was a bunch of people in my life that you know meant a lot to me. So I had a lot of um, homies I grew up with. You know what I mean. That's now you know business owners. Um, I had a teacher on there, Miss Miss Yarbrough, Natanya Yarbrough. She was my middle school teacher. So I had the ability to interview people to get you know what I'm saying get some uh, some practice in. you know they were. You like were zooming those. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I zoomed all of those first season. It was about ten episodes. You know what I mean. It's just people that. Meant a lot to me in my life that I felt the need that story needed to be told and spoke on. Um so that that was really the practice uh, okay. before I got to that next step. But you know, we still learning. You know, I mean I ain't a professional yet, you know.
1: So what uh what's a day like for you, man? Uh
0: get up early, about seven, seven thirty, drink my tea, uh, do my workout, get my smoothie. And get to it. What's going on in the world? It's time to tap in and see what I missed. You know, whether it's sports, entertainment, hip-hop, you know?
1: Do you have a, a set number of videos that you would like to put out a day? Or are you, or is your content just based on what's happening in the world?
0: Yeah, it all depends on what's going on. You know, Sometimes things can be repetitive, saturated. Um, it gets dry, you know. What I mean, it's just like life, you know what I mean? Shit ain't always happening all the time, um, and I've worked hard to be able to kind of just pace myself. But when you're in those beginning stages, you don't really, you know, you move how you move. You know, there's no set number or set goal you want to reach. You know what I mean? You just kind of act on it. You know what I
1: mean? Okay. Um, is there a part of what you do that's like the hardest part?
0: Um. I mean, I guess the the commentary aspect, right? Having the ability to um, articulate in ways that people can enjoy, you know what I mean? And stay uh, tuned in for the most time, you know what I mean? Because it's art. Anybody can try to come on YouTube and try it. And if it don't feel right, you know what I mean? Certain, Certain things, certain people just, it might not mesh well. You know what I mean? Like I said, me personally, I was able to use some of the skill sets I already had as a youngster to, to lean on those things, to be able to do a, a, a interview with Godfrey and not be able to have any notes or anything of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just those moments when, you know what I mean, when you got to mm-hmm. perform. Sometimes we don't really have the explanation as to how. We've just been able to do these things for so long. You know?
1: What's your relationship to the algorithm, man? Mm.
0: Yeah. I think we all are slaves to the algorithm at this point huh
1: I'm 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 trying to I'm fighting it and I know I'm gonna lose but I, I''m a, I'm, a, I'm a at least fight but mm-hmm. I'm curious to know because you were talking about SEO and mm-hmm. like some of the NCO stuff and mm-hmm. and all of that like what's your what what's your relationship to it
0: um You know, SEO at this point is a way of life, man. Like I said, a lot of people looking for content, whether they're on these platforms, Instagram, Google, um, YouTube. uh, It's just a part of everyday life, man. Um, For me, I just had to understand in order to be able to get people to see my content. You know, because, again, there's so many people on the space of YouTube every day that it becomes competitive just getting people to watch it. You know what I mean? So... Uh, as far as my relationship with it, we we, we good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we good with it when it, you know. When it's, because uh, again, it's, it's the internet. You know, we have no control. These are other people's platforms. You know what I mean? And when things go one way, you either conform or, you know what I'm saying, you get left. You know what I'm saying? In the graveyard, as I
1: say, the graveyard, you know. Do you ever create content that's not, like current event type stuff, other than like your interviews. Um, like I said, it all depends.
0: You know, I've posted content, you know, on neighborhood cleanups, things of that nature. Um, but I'm definitely in the experimental phase of just like a new way to approach. Um, maybe a different series on the channel, things of that nature. I have things I'm working on behind the scenes. I can't really talk about as much. Gotcha. But you know, YouTube being the av- the vehicle that it is, you know. It, be whatever you want it to be you know what I mean even you and your journey and your story you know with this platform like YouTube is definitely a platform in which it can help you build your dream however you see fit so it's just sometimes it becomes a conflict because the algorithm things of that nature might not you know lean in your favor
1: you know what I mean and that of course makes it harder, but you still got to do the work though. Yes sir. No matter no matter whether you riding it or you mm-hmm, know yeah. trying That's to create your on. own. Yeah. Um You got 175,000 100, I'm gonna say 175. You going to have 175 by the time we leave.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably.
1: I can't even imagine, bro, having 175,000 subscribers now. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I can't imagine having a hundred thousand. I don't even know, um, like, what that would even look like from an engagement and interaction standpoint with like people, just based on what it is that I'm doing and, and and in regards to the the algorithm I feel the pull mm. of it and it's my why that I feel keeps me firm like in where and where I am mm-hmm. and I'm and the key to the lock for that for me I think is standing firm on that and trying to figure out a way to use it while still being firm, but that, 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 that drive that hit, so to speak is there to be like, Oh, let me just try to tap in. But I, but I feel like if I tap in, it's going to diminish my why to a degree because a large part of my why is how I do this, um, because I do feel like there's so much of the other stuff out there, um, that I'm looking to try to create a new batch of stuff, so to speak. Does that make sense? No, oh, I get what you saying. And I, and it's not a. It's funny, but the um, what I really liked about the Roy Ward Jr. interview is he was talking about the young comics coming up Mm -hmm. and the $25 and people complaining about how we all are asking somebody to come sit down and listen to us talk. Now you got something you complaining about how somebody else is convincing other people to spend $25 to come make a talk. And I was like, Oh shit. That's what, that's what this is. (laughs) It's like, how like at the end of the day, bro, I'm asking somebody spend not $25, but time mm. and attention right. to come listen to me talk. And how somebody else does that, judging how they do it, is, is really not an effective use of energy when you could be using that time to focus on how you get people to come watch your 20, come watch, come spend their money to come watch you talk. And I'm so thankful I got a chance to see that because that's what I was like, oh, okay, that that really makes sense, because that's a part of the algorithm thing to some degree. Maybe not a social media slash online version of the algorithm, per se, because I think some of the other cats are still doing it in a very specific way. Their how Mm -hmm. is different. Than these, young, than these young cats or younger cats and how they're doing, it, at least from a profession standpoint.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess we spoke on it earlier, man. We're just in a different time. Yeah. And when you fail to evolve, you expire. You know what I mean? And honestly, it's up to us individually to make sure that we evolve on a day-to-day in this world. You know what I'm saying? I can't speak for everyone else because I, uh, you know, <coughs> excuse me, it's, it's uh hard to really navigate you know what I mean we're just looking at it from our perspective and seeing how we can use our skill sets to you know make an impact um, but listen man just in these past three years alone a lot has changed so imagine what it's going to be like in the next 10 years so therefore you have to formulate a plan and how you're gonna evolve within you know stay a current stay above flow within these next five years to ten years, yeah. so you don't expire out, so you don't just fall in the back. You know, and everyone's vision is different. Everyone's passion, triggers, things of that nature. You know what I mean? That's probably one of the hardest things, being in the space, when you start to feel like you're thriving and elevating this, trying to inspire others around you. You know what I mean? That's probably, like, one of the hardest things, because everyone is being pulled by their own visions and what they see fit.
1: So how do you inspire other people?
0: Hmm. I continue to do what, you know, (laughs) create dope shit. You know what I mean? Because you don't know how people are impacted or affected by your work. You don't know. you just telling me the story about how you viewed the exchange of me and Roy Wood. I would have never knew that. You know what I mean? So just making sure that whatever you're doing, you know, is is done with good intent. And knowing that, you know, you're trying to... uh, you know, be timeless, man. Be one of the dopest to ever do it, so.
1: Make history. There you go. You
0: know what I'm saying? You know, fuck the random made history. That's how I <laughs> do sometimes.
1: You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So who's your, um, who's your dopest rapper?
0: Shit. Mm. Yeah. That's a tough question. There's no number one. But, you know, growing up Tupac, obviously. Okay. Um, his music spoke to me a lot as a youngin'. I didn't even know why. You know what I mean? He just felt like a relative of the family. No shit. And just understood what the fuck was going on in the world. Um, and it just showed me the different um, ranges of artists. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all about different perspectives. Um, but growing up in in the 90s, you already know Pog, Michael Jackson, all your your favorite who's who's. Um, but as you get older, you know, your L's Eyes, Fonte, um, shit. Like, it's, it's so many different. Um, shout out to Baltimore, King Lo's So many different, mm. you know, MCs out here that's just, that's crazy. Domo Genesis, I mean, the list goes <laughs> on. Like, the list goes on, you know what I mean? Smino. That's the beauty of the culture today and the internet, that, you know, it's so many talented artists out there, man.
1: But the yeah. fact that you even mentioned them two, Domo and Smino, like that, you. <laughs>
0: I'm an alien. I'm not.
1: There ain't normal names, bro. Not real shit. In, in, in the culture and what you know, what people say. You know, they, they locking into the lulls and and not to, not to say that anything's wrong with that. And that's mm. one of the things I think that. For you to be as young as you are, bro, and to like the Bond mm. in the way that you did told me something very to me music if you tell me what kind of music you like for the most part if you tell me what kind of music you like you tell me what kind of food you eat like how you eat your food or what kind of food you eat it kind of gives me an idea of just and not to judge any of it it's just like, oh okay there's a, it, there, there's there's insight there into that and I was like this brother look young you know and he ain't no carlton looking like motherfucker nothing like that like he's, he he's he's a he's a, he's a dude and for him to be tapped into Deborah like that, to know her music, I was like, that's interesting. There's something there with that dude, because that's just not, that's not, her music is normally for, normally, I would say typically, generally associated with people in like their mid to late 40s, early 50s, mm-hmm. motherfuckers who I feel is almost up out of here, but. So you gotta think,
0: um, we talked about in an interview that Neil saw era. you know what I'm saying? Of course my grandmother, She exposed me to a lot of the the old shit from back in the day. My father, of course, he's a 70s baby, so you know what I mean? He had a lot of classic shit, so just being exposed to it. You know, Tina Marie playing Shaw Day and shit like that. You know, as a youngster, like you talked about earlier, just being exposed to it, we enjoying it together. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Brothers and shit like that. You know, Tribe Called Quest. You know, music, man, just thinking about it, you know. Like, because my favorite era is like that that brand new being, you know what I'm saying? Like that era when it was just like crazy consciousness, public energy. Black,
1: med- uh, not the black, the African Come medallions, on, the red, black, and green joints. To me,
0: like the way hip-hop found a way to make knowledge itself, like cool and in style, and it should still be hard production-wise, the lyrics was flying. Yeah. It was like, yo, hitting on all cylinders. And it's some mean? of the
1: best production in the history I mean that was that that golden era, bro, was mm-hmm. is 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 hold on, nineties is that golden era, right? Yeah, it's not two thousands. No. Yes, yeah, no. the nineties. Okay. Um yeah, it was the jiggy era. They don't they don't <laughs> make it they don't make it like that anymore.
0: It's out here. You just, you know, you have to do your due diligence to find it. Yeah. And that's the beauty of music today, it finds me. You know what I mean?
1: It it's not it's not elevated. I gotta be real careful when I say that, cause I'm starting mm-hmm. to notice that I'll take what my negative reaction to something is, mm-hmm. and uh, and and then use that to create a feeling like that's the predominant.
0: Right, right, right. I think we all do that. Too. And right. I gotta sometimes yeah. I be
1: having to catch myself, cause I be forgetting that it's the J. Cole's and the Kendricks and yeah. and the Tyler the Creator and Big
0: Crits, yeah. Like
1: big, like yeah. them motherfuckers, they up there too. They not, mm-hmm. but because I got these lulls over here and just add the names and the numbers and the, they name and all of that. And then I'm like, okay, but nah, it's just as I got to remember that.
0: Now, well, I listen to some of the current artists too, you know what I mean? But again, you know, 32, like I'm not trying to go back, you know what I, mean? I got siblings and shit like that, yeah. little brothers and stuff like that that listen to it. And plus we a part of culture. You don't want to feel like you on the outside. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? But um, just fortunate enough to be able to expose to the good music and the culture. You know what I mean? Pre-internet on up till now. So I think we kind of blessed compared to some of the younger kids that's just exposed to this. Yeah. TikTok viral joints. You know what I'm saying? Shit, they they on the outside like, damn, what's this? Put me on. Let me see what this is like. Because this shit is timeless.
1: And i be feeling like that is kind of like, I don't want to say that's the, I feel like that's the real slave to the algorithm. Mm. Like I, I, I struggle. And again, this probably goes back to the how thing. And I'm just, if you've got, if you, what's your feelings about making something just, or who gives a shit, right? I guess I'm just talking out loud. Mm. So you got the TikTok thing over there, and you, here's where I'm saying. I I was listening to somebody talk, and they're saying that because human attention span is shortening, Mm -hmm. that it's also changing how people make music. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's a good thing for music. Putting hooks in the beginning, making them two minutes long.
0: It's like a template at this point.
1: Yeah. You know and I and I and I get, and that's what I mean when I say I struggle with the concept of the algorithm, because if that if the algorithm is something that you're using to determine how you create, mm-hmm. and if everybody is doing that to a degree, what you're creating ultimately changes. And I don't know if I'm willing to let some of that shit go, especially like on the music front sometimes.
0: Well, you can't forget that everyone that became successful with these platforms had their vision and their brand. You never deviate from that. You know what I mean? That's just like in life. You know, you remain true to who you are, authentic to your platform and what you represent. You know what I mean? Shit comes and goes, man two, three years ago, the the big dogs that was raking in all the money, owning platforms, whether it was cryptocurrency, whether it was where they at now, you know what I mean? So you can't get too lost, you know, caught up in that and get lost into that because that kind of, you know, messes with that creativity that keeps you going, that keeps you moving. You know what I mean? Just making sure your platform stays authentic and building that. That's, That's where I would you know, get more concerned with, because the algorithm is controlled by man. It's not like some mysterious entity or some shit. You know, these are people that dictate how they want it. You know what I'm saying? So you just gotta understand it and try to see how it can benefit you and what you got going on, but it doesn't dictate, you know what I'm saying, the type of shit you're gonna be creating. It's just going out one way or another. That's the approach you gotta have, you know?
1: Not for me personally, but if it's changing, if it's changing the landscape of like music and how people consume Mm. from a larger scale, then that is, and I think I'm speaking more from a commentary standpoint, more so. Even the
0: artists, the respect that they feel a certain way about it too. Yeah. Cause they really, they serious about their craft. They serious about their shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to see like some of our most talented people, right? Musicians, artists, creatives, right, Um, musicians, and so many people within that space, like, get overworked, uh, overworked, underpaid, right? I know it got to do something to the ego of a motherfucker who's been in the industry for two, three decades, and here comes some new person. That's where the conflict uh, uh, presents itself, you know? Um, But I just, I don't know, at times I'm with you on the whole, like, because of everything being um, attached to the TikTok virality and things of that nature um, has an effect on the listeners. But are we just going through those experimental phases of hip hop? Because I'm a firm believer that eventually it's going to come back to where it always was.
1: That's a good point, man. You
0: know what I mean? Even in the 90s, the golden era, it was a lot of corny shit, commercial shit in the 90s. Yeah. That you know, it's just it's a part of that phase, man. I think music at this point is is went away from uh, lyrics to more so melodies, and and more so the emotion that's behind the music that you're hearing. Because if we're going off of like content, is is like lyrical content. It's it's not nothing compared to some of the artists that we like. You know what I mean? That sit back and really dope. You know, pen some
1: of the dopest yeah. lyrics that you love to quote. Um, you got forgotten kings mm-hmm. in your in your you got kings in your in your name. Mm-hmm. You reference king a lot when you when you, Interact, when yes, you interacting. interacting. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts, man, about the culture of black people now? I I, I feel like you real tapped in, and that mm-hmm. shit means. Not that shit, but it means a lot, as, as it as it should. But what, what's your thoughts on where we are, bro, as a people? I think it's just a shift.
0: Like, um, I think we're just shifting in a new age, man. Um, a lot of people just trying to figure out what that looks like. You know, we had a lot of gatekeeping, a lot of, politics um that dictate you know who was the successful artist who wasn't and um as we continue to move forward man things are, are, are reaching new levels in which we all just trying to um, evolve with and, and not be left behind
1: you know um,
0: that's 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 really the that's really the challenge on the on a day-to-day
1: so you know? I, I was I was trying to, I was trying to synthesize, do you feel like we're in a good place or a bad place?
0: I ain't gonna lie, you know, at times, and what's being perceived on social media platforms and shit like that, I don't like saying it, you know, on a, on a daily, you know what I mean? Monetizing our trauma, our pain, um, we've become more desensitized um, to a lot of things, right? Even as men, you know something is nudity, right? When we were young, fucking woman kiss you on your cheek, shit, yeah, you be like, yeah. Now that shit is nothing. You yeah. Know, see a whole woman butt ass naked. Yeah. <laughs> on an app and just scroll right past it. That shit means nothing to you no more. So it's always um, upset. It's a love hate kind of thing, you know what I mean? Because even hip hop in itself, it was always like that. There were times where. You had uh, the soldier Boy era and things of that nature. But we've moved in a place now where everything is about the algorithm, virality. Um, but it's all about if that's what you look towards in regards to finding the content that's for you. But there's so many different other platforms as far as alternatives and shit. Um,
1: you think hip-hop is helping or hurting us, man, now?
0: When you say hip-hop, you mean like rap or like the hip-hop that we grew up on? Because I think it's a a difference, you know? I'm
1: talking about right now, if we were to go and pull the top ten joints, as an example, that's popping. The shit that the little kids are repeating. The images that our little young girls and women are... The this I don't need a man kind of shit, this a woman can't do nothing for me but suck my dick or whatever the shit is, like right. all of that shit and how it's just permeating I feel like everything all the time. That and then it's all reflected in hip hop for the most part. Right, right. With the exception right. of the couples. Do you think that's helping or hurting?
0: It's not. I mean, we often highlight only the bad, you know what I mean? Because we're so concerned with it on the regular. Honestly, I feel like it's an attack on the culture, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Because, again, what hip-hop meant for me, it wasn't that energy. It wasn't that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All this shit, knowledge itself, um, knowing our history, you know what I'm saying, black empowerment, all of that shit was highlighted and held in such a high regard. This shit now is just like low vibrational, you know, aspirations are very low. And you see it now, people they rush to look like their favorite entertainer, but they still miserable. Yeah. On the on the inside, you know what I mean? So yeah. It's not helping. I don't know. It's just the the money, right? Look at look at how far hip hop has come. Look at it, how it dictates the world. You know what I mean? It's like we've allowed corporations to kind of dictate um, the future of a culture that was built you know, by our people. They just invested in that shit now. So how can we now uh, regain control of how we are dictated, how we're depicted, how we're viewed on these platforms? Because most of them, they're not even like from the culture, like how we are and shit, part of it, live and breathe it on a daily. They just a motherfucker that just don't have to have a platform yeah. to make money with it. So, like, that's, that's, that's really the key, um, if you ask me.
1: So I struggle with the idea that, cause that Roy Wood thing, like, man, that shit, that shit really hit me. How we asking somebody to spend $25? to see us talk, how little dirt, little baby, and be a young boy, how they ask for $25 from people to see them talk. Why is, why does that bother me a lot more than, how Kendrick has for $25 from people to see him talk. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we talk about the black culture and certain motherfuckers who are destructive or not, it's almost we're so sick, I feel sometimes, man, like as a people and divided that, even raising the question of how just kind of creates this image, like, who the fuck are you? Why Why do you have something to say with how I'm doing what I'm doing? Because there are people who are consuming it. So it's not like I'm forcing anybody else to, to come do whatever it is that I'm doing. but. Because our people, I feel, and people in general, I mean, if, 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 if the world got the cold, bro, we got the flu. <laughs> so there are layers of being sick, right? So I think everybody motherfucking fucked up for the most part. But we don't even have enough self-awareness to check ourselves. Even when you got a motherfucker who said, hey, man, go check your temperature, bro. You might be sick. Fuck that. You can't tell me that I'm sick. nigga. sweating. <laughs> you know, 102 temperature. But he's like, nah, I want to be sick. And then when someone comes out and talks about wanting to be, you know, we can't regulate ourselves, bro, under, under, under normal circumstances. And I don't know how we, we address that as a people. I, I just don't, because everybody's trying to get the bag. Everybody's just trying to get their $25 <laughs> to the best of their ability. I'm going to use that shit forever. Roy Roy Jay, <laughs> thank you, sir, for that. But I'm just I'm just talking at this point, bro. you good, gang. So
0: shit we, we say to ourselves, you know what I mean, we alone any damn way when uh, we try to assess what's going on out here in the world, you know? Um, and there's no slight to those artists because, you know, they're just trying to give that best impression of those that when they were a kid, they seemed look like giants, right? Yeah. It's just the industry, the politics and all of the things, the agenda um, that they're constantly carrying out amongst our people. You know, it's like, it's kind of like the Truman Show, you know what I mean? It's like we're that America's own fucking reality show, you know what I mean? And every day it's a new damn theme, it's a new storyline or something. And again, like we talked about earlier, like we know that um, it's not the end-all, be-all. But unfortunately, that's just how we're depicted. You know what I mean? But when we come out and interact, and we you know, link up with like-minded individuals to know like this isn't the end-all, be-all. Um, but I do, I do agree with you when you say just that criticism and being able to assess your loved ones around you and say, bro, you, you know, need to get it together. It's a lot of motherfuckers that's rich could use some people in their corner to tell them, hey bro, slow down, you need to yeah. focus on what's important, but like you said, because of the money, the bag, they're going to yes your ass till you want to call.
1: So. Do you think blogs are playing a more uh, prominent role in perpetuating some of this shit, if not more than some of the rappers at times? Because I feel like that's another piece that hasn't necessarily been a part of the sauce in the past? Hmm.
0: I think it comes down to the people. Because at the end of the day, people are going to, you know, the content, uh, the platforms, these blog sites, they're going to provide the people what they want. And if I come to you and say, I got 2,500 people that meet up here every day looking for this shit, you're going to step up and provide it. And if you don't, there's gonna be a line of other motherfuckers that do the same shit you do. And like I said earlier, the difference is we're from that culture. Saying? We take this shit near and dear to our heart. Some of these people looking at it, it's an investment financially. That's that's the impact of what hip hop has created
1: all these years. But should it matter who who who's 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 serving the dope? Like mm-hmm. if you if you if you from our community and you serving it's still fucking up the community, whether it's whether you black or white. Cause that's the thing that I'm if you come if you go into the if you go into the trap house dog to get served, right? You still getting served. The dope man can say they want it, but in a in a in a um in the society that we're living now. It, it's like we give people what they want, but what we want, meaning black people, always be some bullshit. <laughs> but it's a reflection of, I feel like our, I, that's what I mean when I say, like somebody somewhere in the path, all society is, is a composition of motherfucking people, right? And those people, and what and how those people are going to operate within that society are going to be a reflection of their health, their mental and physical health, right? And we are at a deficit emotionally, mentally, from all of the motherfucking trauma that we've been dealing with. So I get that you go to the house to get served, but for the people, how, how do we tell that person? How do we tell the dope man? How do we tell all the other motherfuckers? No, you can't do that in our community. But at the same time, recognize that how they ask it for $25 <laughs> is still present in that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, how do we do that? That's why I said it comes down to
0: what we want as a people and getting back to uh moving as a collective you know this individual shit has got us in a situation now where no one wants to see the bigger picture no one wants to move on to the best interests of the people everyone is out for self so even if we do get a room full of people that say you know what we're not going for this you gonna have. 30 of motherfuckers arguing why we should go for it. You know what I'm saying? Why the trap house should be here, you know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes, man, it can be very counterproductive, man. I just try to stay away from that type of energy um, and align myself with those who have the same mission at hand because we can't dictate those who come into these spaces and want to create platforms to provide the type of content. We can only look at the audience and say, well, shit, y'all, it's, it's a room for it, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the hard part about it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to disagree respectfully. Okay, okay. Mainly because this is what Jewish motherfuckers do. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. They get on cold when somebody talk about any motherfucking thing that got to do with fucking with the shit that they have deemed mm-hmm. valuable and off limits.
0: We still trying to figure out
1: what that is. We We'll continue. We we'll continue. We we are. No, you. But but that's the point, I, though. Shit, bro, shit, bro. So, mm-hmm. and it looks so extreme to I think people who don't have that kind of cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. Um. That we that when we see it, it appears to be extreme. They not going. The, 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 the response that you just made and just saying, oh, these people that are just coming. I I think even our response to some of the stuff. And I agree. I'm not saying that your I'm not saying that your response is wrong. I'm just saying our response even to some of this shit is also a reflection of just how fucked up it is. Because when we see other people who are a little less sick. Their response to that shit be totally motherfucking different hmm. than the way our response is. They got their own shit that they fuck with, but it's a it's a it's a totally it's a totally different motherfucking way that they move. And, and, and at least as it relates to how they let people come in, how their community gets denigrated, what the perception oh, of their value is, and all of that old kind of shit.
0: I mean, trust and believe, man. It's a lot of. They call it culture vulture. That's been like a a popular term now, right? Um, But again, like I said, you got people within the culture that that give it away, sell it. You know what I'm saying? For that, that's what I mean about what makes it hard. Um, I'm for the people and what's best for our culture. And it's definitely one of the most exploited. Like I said, look at hip hop and how it's created so many opportunities, Even myself, yourself. You know what I mean? Platforms like Forever Grateful. Yeah. No, but everything has pros and cons to it. And we've allowed the industry, corporations, record labels to infiltrate it in a way where it only focus on the MC and the money that's behind it. Because again, hip hop, there's so many elements. There's so many things that that comes with it. And a lot of these kids today that's putting out the music, they just doing what you know they think is what the people want. But it's so saturated now that. I don't think anybody knows what a hit record is anymore, or you know, have an understanding of where we're going musically in the direction. Everything is either this or that, you know what I mean? I think that's what make us being exposed to a different time period of music ever. It helps us out a whole lot, because it does nothing, you know what I mean, on a vibrational level, like it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't move you, doesn't inspire you or compel you to feel like you onto to some great shit. But when I listen to that Thomas music, that good shit, you know, it, it does way better for the soul than some of the shit we got out now. No value whatsoever. It's microwave, air fry music.
1: Man, air fry. <laughs> um, and, and you know, one of the things I appreciate about what you're saying, dude, is that I do firmly believe, because it's just a, it's just a commentary standpoint, just to what I'm observant and seeing. I'm never going to let that shit impact me in a way that's going to affect my why and how I move and, you know, the love I plan to give out into the world because that's my thing, bro. Listening listening, and loving. Them is my whatever the fuck way I can do that. I'm a stumble in the process of doing it, but that's my genuine orientation in life now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but... When I step back and I look and see some of the shit that's going on, it's just like, man, we. It gets uh. It gets um discouraging, at times, at least from a people standpoint. Real motherfucking discouraging.
0: I mean, how do you feel when you out into the real world? Do you feel the same? You no. People? Nope. See the see what I mean. It's it's. I, that, that's the conflict for me is like subscribing to that ideology is as if giving it power right kind of what you were saying earlier like this can't be the end-all be-all or the full representation and when you subscribe to that you know what I mean you kind of like become defeated in a way but only when you come out amongst your people you know what I'm saying and you see it and you say that's that's the internet that's some online shit but it still is a reflection it has an impact.
1: And it and it's also <laughs> even with your gold teeth, bro. And you being black and me being black, two black men, the image of this mm-hmm. is just as a part of the story as what we're talking about. And our images. The images of black people and black women that are being perpetuated into the world is that thing that I'm talking about. I know that you don't mean a motherfucker no harm, that the average black person that I encounter isn't a fucking threat, Mm -hmm. right? But your mom and pops, you said your mom and pops together? When you was raised, growing up,
0: no, they weren't. But oh, okay, my, my my bad. You good, you good, so
1: these stories that they're perpetuating and the images that the average person is seeing is actually creating the value system that gives motherfuckers either the the the, the cognitive dissonance or whatever the term is mm-hmm. to to make us think we're less than what we are as a collective people, even ourselves, like when you were saying, when you're scrolling up and you see an ass and it means nothing now, like, you don't mean that about the woman in your life mm-hmm. or whatever, but you, but that woman that you saw who you don't, oh, it's just nothing. It's just, we just scroll through. Mm-hmm. So the images that we're, that we're perpetuating, that, that is being perpetuated is what I'm talking about. When that dude got shot, I can't remember his name with his son in the back, with his girl. They didn't see yeah, yeah they didn't see that man they didn't see that man as a as a as a as a as a husband as a father they saw him as a man you've gotta you've got to perpetuate images you've got to create and produce and perpetuate images of fatherhood in order for a group of people to be perceived as fathers you can be operating in that capacity in your life and in your community, mm-hmm. but a father has much more value in a, a, a mental state, at least from what I'm thinking, as just like a single dude. It's just it's just the values that they have. So if they saw him, oh, he's with his family, they just saw that's a nigga with his baby mama, mm-hmm. or you know, they don't right, right. they don't see a unit. Mm-hmm. But we're not creating images that. Tell the story of units, of family, of fatherhood. And so even though I don't, even though I recognize I don't know no ain't shit daddies, bro. Mm. I don't know one dad who ain't shit. Right. Yet and still, the average thought <laughs> is that brothers don't take care of their kids. That's fucked up. Matter of yeah. fact, every brother I know is fighting to get more time with his kids. Mm. But that ain't the story. You know what I'm saying? No, so you're right, kid. You're um I'm just talking, man.
0: No, you're right, you're right. You know, it's it's not a accurate um, reflection or depiction. And that's one of the reasons why I felt compelled to say, you know what, let me find ways in which I can stop complaining and voicing my frustration. Yeah. People treat me like I'm Sharif. You know what? Let me go out here and create the <laughs> alternative and the solution. Yeah. Because I don't like it. You know what I mean? Whether it's interracial in in, in, in the uh, Hollywood sector, right? Um, so many agendas. Mm-hmm. You know, constantly, even within the rap music. You know what I mean? We're a little older, so we might not relate to the content, but there are a generation of children that do. Yeah. That subscribe to this shit, not realizing, like, yo, this shit is entertainment. You know what I'm saying? You got actors who play ro- roles in movies. You don't expect this motherfucker to be that when he leave out the theater, so... We just trying to create those platforms to kind of change the narratives because in my heart, and when I was raised on the people that were in my life, they you know they know that's that's not the scale that we trying to aspire to. Right now, we trying to uh, establish some type of order,
1: yeah, because
0: that's what we lack right now: leadership. You know what I mean? And those elders within the community that people could rely on, and 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 not feel like. Um, who is this my talking about? You know what I mean? It's a certain type of mm-hmm. respect that the youth had with the elders. So we, we got to get more active in creating that bridge. And I think that's what my generation comes into play, the 90s kids. Like, we have the ability to know what it was like before the internet and still have the age and youth to still connect with some of the younger motherfuckers. So it's like, how can we bring together, help them understand that what you're doing might not be the best way to depict our people? Because again, where we coming from Let's be real, man. Somebody come to you with a million back in shit, 93, 94. And they say, yo, I like that song you did. Do that right there. What I'm
1: taking
0: shit? it. Fuckers gonna do that same exact song. Yeah. That got them millions of dollars. Yeah. Same shit with Future and all the artists that may have, you know, uh, drugs in the content of their music and shit. Like, this is what got them out the hood. Yeah. Not the shit that J. Cole and the Kendricks and the, it's a, it's a dirty gang we in, man, but we talked about it for decades. You know, I mean our elders, Dick Gregory, rest in peace. So many rest of in our, peace. So many of our elders gone, man. They told us, they warned us. Yeah. Now it's on us to to step up and, and, and be the void, um, or fill the void that's needed because these children are like essentially raising themselves to a degree and parents have now been distracted by this new world that we're in now, whether it's technology, whether you're consumed with work. So we got to get back to building foundation, man. You know what I'm saying? That foundational black household. Get back to building that structure and going off of that and remaining as a unit. Because there's too many families that's in the house, but yet they so distant. Yeah. Because of the shit that we got within our, in our world and our everyday life. And I see it. You know I mean, by me not having any children and just seeing the differences on the everyday life, man, it's hard. We got peers, friends that we try to keep motivated, going through that hardship. Then it's been some tough years, man. These past couple of years, for real.
1: And speaking of foundations, man, I feel like your Forgotten Kings 2.0 is a really solid foundation, man. Mm-hmm. And and I and I um. I like, I like what you're doing on it, man, and the various ways you're expressing yourself on there and also um, providing, you know, insight into the community and stuff like that. And what's what's next for you on as far as, you know, I know there's something else you're working on on the back mm-hmm. end you can't really go into, but um, are you looking to do more on the conversations with Rip Peace or...
0: Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot more things I want to work on uh, movies, comedy, um, just basically honing in on the skill sets that I have, music, things of that nature.
1: Um, you produce or write? All right,
0: all right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You Let's rap? A little bit. Little bit. You know what I'm saying? I, I can harmonize some shit. Okay, you know what I I'm got saying? you. I'm artiste. You know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of that shit kind of fell to the back burner once this thing started. Uh, Taken off, but um, it's definitely the the foundation, the building block of what's to come moving forward. You know what I mean? So, but the interviews and I kind of just fell back. So many platforms coming out, interviews, interview every time I'm on YouTube, it's interview, interview, interview. So it's like you know, I'm kind of one of them people with like, if everyone's going right, I'm gonna go ahead and make this left. You know what I mean? Um, hmm. So that's why I said me, I just, I I hate to just be like with everybody else. I gotta do something that calls out my lane and makes it authentic to me and what the hell I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So uh, interviews, definitely. Conversations like this, hell yeah. Cause it's needed, it's needed, you know.
1: What kind of advice would you give, I was gonna say a content creator, but I'm a content creator. I'm gonna say (laughs) what kind of advice would you give me um, just based on, like, some of the stuff that you've seen, you know, so far. Um, yeah, what, 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 what kind of advice would you give? Um, I would guess, you know,
0: mind, body, and soul, man, and just making sure that everything is in order. You know, take care of yourself, taking care of your health. All of those things are important um, and very beneficial when it comes to, to progression and success of you on your journey. Um, if you don't have none of those things in order, man, you, know, you, you won't be able to reach that level of success that you want. You know what I mean? Don't get too caught up in the benefits that come from it and more also uh, what it is that you were sent here to do. Like you said, that why? You know? Um, this life can be very challenging. Because the things around you, you can't control. The people around you, you can't control. You try your best, you know what I mean? And when you realize there's nothing, you feel like you're hopeless, you know? So never get down on yourself, you know what I mean? Take care of yourself. Um, shit and smile, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, it's life hard as it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Enjoy it, man. We. It's easy to hate. It's easy to spread that negative shit you know what I mean? But what we doing right now, the, the world needs more of it. You know what I'm saying? Our people need more of it. Cause we hurting. Yeah. And the shit that used to get us over the hump 10, 20 years ago, it ain't working no more. I mean, motherfuckers is pawning off they soul with whatever they got for a little bit of peace. Yeah. ain't nothing. So you just gotta make sure you take care of yourself, take care of your mental, take care of your family, man. And shit, get active. Cause we don't know how much time we got left. Don't play with it. Get to it, man.